0: I'd always tell my friends, you know, I'm, I am creative, but I'm also academic. I just don't know like what I am. I feel like I'm, yeah. you know, in the middle. And I kind of just brushed it aside, but I always knew within myself, I couldn't be put into a box. I was always dipping my fingers into different things.
1: Talk20s podcast is now on YouTube. You asked and we delivered. We are now recording all of our podcasts in video format so you can watch them on YouTube, which is one of your favorite platforms we know. Head over to YouTube, search Talk20s, click that subscribe button, and we'll see you over there for plenty more Talk20s content. Do you find yourself winging your way through adult life, hoping you'll find the answers to life's important issues along the way? Hey, I'm Gabby Mendez, and you're listening to the Talk Twenties podcast. On this podcast, I chat to my friends and fellow influential 20-somethings on different topics that matter to you in your 20s. This is your ultimate guide to adulting. So if you're ready, let's go. So hello and welcome to another episode of the Talk20s podcast. This week, I'm joined by the lovely Jenny Akolo. Jenny is an occupational therapist by day and by night, she's the founder of She Inspires Skills Academy, a brand centered around supporting young females and the real world issues that affect them. Passionate about female empowerment, Jenny has made it her mission to educate and encourage other women as explored through social activism, Podcasting as one third of award nominated She's in a Pod and numerous other speaking engagements. Today, we're going to be having an open discussion about a topic that has crept into our lives over the past few years, and that's having a multi hyphenated career. Later in the episode, we'll dive in deeper to understand what that term means. But in short, if you can call yourself a multitude of things, such as a doctor, a teacher, an educator, a business owner, a speaker, a podcaster, an influencer, a founder, then it's likely you're multi-hyphenate like us too. So hello Jenny,
0: welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hey thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I am really good. Um, yeah so I'm just blown away. You know sometimes you don't realize like how much you've done unless somebody else mm. says it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a bit weird but thank you so much. Um, but yeah I'm, I'm doing okay. How are you?
1: I'm really good thank you and I think we should probably start at the top really and break down that massive intro because like we said there's so many (laughs) things that you are a part of so tell us a little bit more about you and how you fit all of this into your life because there's so many different elements to it.
0: Oh gosh to be honest I don't even know how I fit it in right now but Um, Yeah, essentially, like you said, I am an occupational therapist. Uh, For those that don't know what occupational therapy is, it's a health profession, uh, which essentially looks at um, enabling people to be more independent. Uh, We work in mental health services, physical health services, schools, wherever. I currently work in mental health. Mental health is where my passion lies. And um, I've been qualified for about two and a half years now. And I'm really enjoying it. So that's more like my day job. And like you said, I am the founder of um, She Aspires Skills Academy, a.k.a. Sasa, uh, which is a career resource for, you know, women from all walks of life. And, you know, we share tips and just content around career. And, you know, this is the type of content that I wish I had growing up, Um, content that's quite accessible, easy to read. There's no jargon whatsoever. Um, so I do that, and then of course, like yourself, I'm also a podcaster, <laughs> um uh, which is called She's in a pod, and I do that with two other ladies. So it does seem like I do quite a lot, and of course I do other like activism stuff and things like that, but I am probably yeah, your true definition of what a multi-hyphenate is, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll go into later on. But um, yeah, that's me.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you have a multitude of kind of skills. uh, So I think you're the absolute, uh, you know, right person to be founding a company that is all about gaining new skills. Because I think one of the things that we love about talking about on the podcast is the fact that this decade you can do anything you want with your life exactly you just got to go out there and give it a go and I think you're the definition of going out and giving it a go and learning from it and then mm. sharing that with the world as well which is even even more amazing so oh, I think we should you. probably kick start with chatting a little bit more about our generation in the workplace mm. okay now we talk a lot oh, about this Gen Z going to be in the workplace and I'm just on the cusp between millennial and Gen Z like I'm literally-
0: yeah I was gonna ask that like, what year yeah. is Gen Z actually I don't I know think, what I, I, think I think it, it might millennial. either be
1: the year below me or 18 months below me i really know I'm very I'm like yeah I'm like bottom end millennial or really <laughs> old Gen Z basically
0: just claim um, both of them
1: <laughs> yeah so I kind of like merged the two together because it is across decades at the moment Um, So, yeah. So how do you feel that like our generation are in the workplace? Because I've got my own opinions of it and how I've kind of navigated, you know, since graduating from university. But what's your opinion?
0: Um, I think definitely this generation, they're more outspoken. And I absolutely love how we're kind of owning things right now. I think like yourself, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm in that transitional phase between, You know, that generation where they weren't as outspoken about what they wanted, whether it's in regards to pay, um, in regards to speaking out against discrimination and whatnot, Um, compared to how it is right now. I think with the rise of social media, with the rise of just education being so accessible, and not just education in schools, but educating, um, you know, people about their rights in the workplace, I think because it's so accessible, it's given us young people and you know people who are even younger than us the power just to speak up so I definitely think there's been a shift in the workplace um more of a positive shift where those old school mindsets aren't I mean it is still there unfortunately but there is change being done and you can definitely see how different it is um but I'm super excited I mean again like I said the young people they're creating their own lanes really aren't they um there's so many jobs that I wouldn't even have dreamt of or I didn't even Mm. know existed that's out there right now and jobs that people are creating for themselves because they're realizing that actually no I don't fit into this just one mold I also like this and I like that and you know there must be a way where I can merge them two together and then voila you've got yourself a new role Mm. Um, But yeah, it's it's really exciting to see. And it, it gives me hope for like, you know, my future children, my future generation, that they will not be boxed up and they will have a lot more opportunities that maybe I currently have right now. Mm-hmm, absolutely yeah. what about you? I think,
1: I think from my perspective I think two things about this current generation I think one I think they really want to do good so I think the work that they want to do they want it to be meaningful I think there's there's a real push towards that that they want to feel like they're doing mm. good in the world I think a lot of people are looking at their employer you know and the way they think ethically and and morally and all of that kind yeah. of stuff and that's definitely a factor that's playing in a lot more and I think we'll just increase more and more as gen z come into the workplace the second thing mm. i think is is massive in the workplace at the moment is creativity now for most mm. roles you know a lot of the stuff uh, our roles can be taken over by you know any admin stuff most of it can be taken over by machines websites robots yeah. essentially all the stuff that can be automated you know, that's, that's no longer requires human impact input. Mm. So um, I think one of the other things is that there's more opportunity to be creative to think of new ideas. So much of Mm. the world we've just, you know, we've got an episode of the podcast coming up on social media, so much of the world rolls around social media, all of that is creativity, you know, even, Mm. you know, things that you would never imagine being on social media. are little tiny you know shops flower shops gift shops mm. and and you know all the way to to supermarkets or churches or yeah. god knows what it is but that everyone's mm. got a social media image and that requires creativity so I think there's a lot more about yeah. it. never mind the rise of things like TikTok everyone's got a creative outlet oh now.
0: my goodness I mean I'm obsessed with TikTok let me just <laughs> say that I I was the sort of person before I was, I was like you know, I'll never get onto TikTok it's just not my yeah. thing but yeah they've, they've got me um you said yeah, something absolutely really interesting. I'm just getting
1: into it too so I love it <laughs> I'm obsessed yeah. and, and and I and I think it's the future like I think so many people you know are gonna see more of that in their lives
0: yeah no definitely you said something really interesting about you know machines essentially taking over and I guess that's one thing that re- kind of scares me a little bit just because mm. you know it's almost like I mean take for example cashiers I mean a lot of shops yeah. have those automated which we call it, you know when you just self-scan self-checkout yeah self-checkout uh, which is which is great in a way but I just hope that we continue to maintain a balance yeah. because what I wouldn't want for me personally and for other people is for us to continuously rely on machines to do the job um because as well as I think as much as that is effective in some sense, if you want to speed things up, if you want to cut down costs and, you know, stay within your budget, I think there's nothing beats like a human connection, mm-hmm. nothing beats, you know, just having that human creativity. So I'd love to, I'd love to see in the future that we are able to keep that balance and that we're not taken over by machines and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know we're out of our jobs and they're t- running off, you know, taking off over the world and what kind, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So um yeah that's kind of like my worry but I think yeah I don't think we'll get to that point I hope people will you know realize that it's actually essential to have people in the workplace as well and just have that balance but yeah I totally agree with you I mean the creativity right now is insane it's mm-hmm. absolutely insane and I I love it because it just shows how amazing these young Gen Z people are and yeah it's, it's great it's great to see Mm-hmm. absolutely well this podcast is going to come out on international
1: women's day on the 8th of march 2021 i nearly said 2020 then because i said so many times <laughs> last year oh no um, no don't take us back. no not 2020 <laughs> again we can't do that again <laughs> but how do you think as a young woman in the workplace do you think that you know anything anything different than what we've already discussed
0: um as a young woman in the workplace right now i do feel um there there is definitely a lot more work to be done just because you know the stats are you know still concerning concerning around you know harassment in the workplace um the lack of diversity in certain areas so I do recognize that being a young woman especially a young woman of ethnic background as well um there are definitely a lot of hurdles that we still face Mm -hmm. um however I do feel like you know, especially when it comes up to, you know, International Women's Day and just in general, like celebrating women and um, all these different, um, you know, resources that are out there and just events that have taken place and people like yourselves as well that are really, you know, showcasing what it is, what, what it actually is to be a working woman that, you know, we are diverse, we are quite creative, we can be bosses, um, really makes me hopeful you know, for, for my future, for my kids' future, for young girls' future that I've been in contact with. And I think things, things are definitely getting better. And again, like I said, with the way people are speaking up now about what they deserve and their rights, I think we should, we should be heading, we are heading towards a a world where, you know, there is going to be equality, or there is going to be some sort of balance. And I would hope, and I know I'm very hopeful right now, but (laughs) I would hope that that continues to be that way. But for me personally, as a working woman, I think the way I navigate it is just kind of by taking every opportunity as it comes and, you know, trying to insert myself in places that, you know, maybe I never really would have thought about. And that's something I've been working on for a long time and just working on my confidence and not trying to not letting those stereotypes and you know whatnot define me and stop me from Mm -hmm. getting what I want just because I'm a woman Mm -hmm. so yeah
1: absolutely and I think that's so inspiring and the whole theme around this year's International Women's Day I'm going to read it out to you is all about choose to challenge now this might be challenging what your employer on potential Um, Pay gaps between yourselves and your male counterparts, the leadership gap, what does your leadership team look like? Does it look like, you know, is, is there a range of people on the board, both male, female and all different backgrounds as well? Do, what's the funding gap are, are women in business getting mm. as much funding opportunities as men in business when they're starting up their first their first business obviously there's the yeah. ethnicity bias as well the likability bias and obviously the maternal bias as well I think it's mm. tough being a woman in the workplace if it's I'm being tough, honest man. It is. and you know and 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 I think you know we just have to navigate it exactly as as you said take as many opportunities speak up about us as uh, about ourselves and put ourselves in places where we belong but also Mm -hmm. you know we rightfully belong but we might not feel like it in the first place because we belong in every single part of the workplace there's no place that you know women shouldn't belong but that's leadership Mm -hmm. you know down through all stages so you know I think it's really important that we do choose to challenge and stand Mm. up exactly yeah no
0: definitely I, I I love this this year's theme just because it's not, I think it's really highlighting that, um, you know, there are still challenges that we will face, that people have faced. And it's just highlighting that despite the challenges, you can still overcome it. You can still come over to the other side. And I think this year's theme was definitely to inspire people who might feel like, you know, that they're they're at a dead end or, you know, um, they're not doing well in something, or they're really feeling down. I think this year's um, theme is about uplifting people. And I absolutely love it. And like you said, we rightfully belong in those spaces. Um, you know, it's all about, yes, having a space at the table, but also creating that table and making sure that, you know, that's a permanent fixture. And it's not something yeah. that we, we we get a seat at the table and then you know, they can kick us out whenever they want. No, we don't want that. We want to be able to own that table, own that seat, own that room, own that building, all that kind of stuff. So,
1: and also other women as well, because I think that's important, like, you know, it's important to kind of lead the way as well for, you know, maybe people who are less comfortable in doing so it's important to open up these barriers so that all women can have these opportunities
0: as well. Yeah. Definitely.
1: So let's get on to today's topic of being a multi-hyphenate. Now, I first came across the term of being a multi-hyphenate when I read... The, um, the book called The Multi-Method by Emma Gannon and it is an mm. incredible book. If you've never read it, I 100% if you're listening right now, I 100% recommend that you read it because you will identify with so many points in the book. I listened to it on audio initially, I then got it in physical copy because I thought it was that you know important to where I was going with my life and when I read it I hadn't even really got into the groove with talk twenties, if that makes sense. So I already identified mm. with what she was saying in the book at that stage. How did you come across the term mm. multi-
0: multi And we'll go into a bit oh. more detail. About what means. Um well firstly I definitely need to check out that book. I think I'm quite new to that term. And I say this because well I, I initially came across that, that term, I think, I don't know. I think I was on socials on Twitter and I saw in somebody's bio that they were um, um Multi hyphenate. So I thought, okay, let me search this up. That looks a bit weird. Why would somebody call themselves that? Um, So when I actually looked at the meaning and you know saw what it actually meant, I thought, actually, this is me. And I say this because for the longest time, I knew within myself that I wasn't, I wasn't linear. Mm. I knew that. I knew that. You know, I'd always tell my friends, you know, I, I am creative, but I'm also academic. I just don't know like what I am I feel like I'm you know in the middle um and I kind of just brushed it aside but I always knew within myself I couldn't be put into a box I was always dipping my fingers into different things and what I was really scared about was you know becoming that uh what's the what's the um the quote a jack of all trades but master of none I didn't want to become (laughs) that um Mm. so I was always very wary of you know not trying to do so many things but I just I couldn't help it and you know I I was good at all these different things and I felt like you know I've got all these different talents and passions what what do I define it as so for a long time I didn't define it as anything I was just I was just doing me right (laughs) um but yeah when I came across that that term it really made sense to me and it it almost kind of like made me feel like aha. I, I finally get it and it's okay because that as well makes you special and you should leverage of that. So I put it in my bite as well, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> just to let people know <laughs> that I'm a multi it <laughs> But um, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's just it and I think a lot of people deep down, that's what they are. I don't think that there are many people who just, you know, enjoy one thing, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's within your passions. And, you know, I I think that's what makes us special as human beings, because we're so exposed to so many different things, you can't expect, you know, to just like one thing, right?
1: Absolutely. So a multi hyphenate, if you look at the the Oxford dictionary definition, it says it's a person, especially a celebrity with with several professions or skills. Now, I don't know how I feel about the especially a celebrity i get that maybe (laughs) when when a when a celebrity goes on this morning on good morning britain they go author podcaster you know social media influencers uh, Mm. you know actor and and i get that but i don't think it's just celebrities anymore no i think it's applicable to so many of us that it's it's crazy. And I think that's because we all have a platform nowadays. You know, we all have the power mm-hmm. of social media. It's given us that leverage, it's given us the opportunity to create more for, for ourselves. Um, but I agree with you. I am not mm. a linear person and yeah. I found it really, really tough when I initially walked into my teaching career and thought I'm just gonna be a teacher and that's it. Like I go, i go home mm. and mark my books and that's it. And I'm it didn't sit right with me because that that wasn't meant for me. That doesn't mean it's not meant for everyone else, and it doesn't mean that you yeah. have to be a multi-hyphener, it's not it's not the only way. And in fact, if it's not for you, I'd recommend you don't try it. Just because don't, yeah. it yeah. It's, it's a it's headache. At times. <laughs> it's a headache. Exactly. But you know, I think, I think it's one of those things that you're right. Like uh, in school, I could never choose my GCSE subjects. I could, I, w- I was good at, I wasn't, um, you know, amazing. I wasn't top level student at everything, but I was all right at a lot of things. And that's kind of how yeah. I've gone through life. And so I've always found interest in, you know, I, I, I did such a vast array of subjects that it, mm. to me, I've always felt joy in doing lots of different things and having lots of different skills and I didn't yeah. want to box myself off. And so when I was, when I did that by being a teacher, it, it just didn't feel like me. And I'm sure you are saying yeah. the same, but if you were just called an occupational therapist, that you wouldn't feel 100%
0: like you I wouldn't like that at all no and you know what's interesting like a lot of people don't know and I don't say this often is um I'm I'm actually a qualified level two bike mechanic right I've got I've got the certificate now I know random right random I mean in in short I basically did the course as part of um this training that they had at work because I worked with um you know, people I worked with offenders who came from prison and, you know, they wanted to get a certificate in it, but they needed someone to teach them. So I was like, OK, yeah, I'll do it. People were like, no, Jennifer, I don't think you can. Like, it's really hard. I was <laughs> like, no, I'm going to do it. So I did it and I passed. It was a struggle. But what I'm trying to say is like, again, it, it's it. like you said, it's not just celebrities. It could be anybody. Mm. It could be it could be your mother. Like my, my mom, she loves to cook. She loves to sew. She loves to, you know, do multiple things. And I think that also makes her a multi-hyphener. Is it's not just for celebrities. I think it's for anybody who, you know, feels that they have a passion in different areas. And like you said, it's not a bad thing if you don't have that. and um, some people they might know exactly what they want and be comfortable with that. And that's absolutely absolutely fine. Like I said, sometimes it can be a headache to become to be a multi-hyphener. But um, yeah, I think it's just I think it's a great term um and the way I look at it 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 allows me to remind myself that I am without any limits or bounds and I can do whatever I put my mind to um and I shouldn't feel restricted just because people might know me as OT people might know me as a podcaster like yeah you will know me for all those things and more yeah absolutely yeah
1: Absolutely. Well, let's dive into a little bit more about side hustles, passion projects, whatever you want to call them. Obviously, mine is Talk20s and I've recently gone part time in my full time role just down to four days a week um, in order to give more time to my passion project, which has become way big in the past year yes, of the it has. and you know and I want to dedicate more time to it now I'm obviously really grateful that my you know my full-time employer has given me the opportunity to do this and we'll get into a little bit more about flexible working and stuff but let's talk building up a side hustle a passion project mm. how on earth do you manage your time as a multi-hyphenate oh my
0: god um if I'm going to be real sometimes I'm able to manage it um so with that I mean like sometimes I come home I'm like okay I'll spend two hours on xyz and I'm able to complete those tasks and other times I'm just not sometimes I feel so overwhelmed by so you know a lot of things that I feel like I have to do and yes you might blame it on lack of organization but I think having a side hustle Um, or passion project and working at the same time is incredibly difficult um I I yeah there's no other way around it but I think you know the beauty of that is I think for for people who continue to push with their side hustles and you know continue because they feel like they have that passion and they can see you know they can see what they want it to become I think that's an amazing amazing test to you know what is to become in the future because as much as I would want to and I I guess it's different for everyone as much as I would want to fully go you know full time into my passion projects because I'm a (laughs) multi-hyphenate I I know that I can't let this OT the occupational therapy side go I I would have to find a way to merge both of them together yeah right mm-hmm. and I think that's that's an issue for some people and then for other people is you know taking that leap of faith and quitting their jobs and it's worked for some it hasn't worked for others um so it can kind of put you in like two spaces but I think having having a side hustle or passion project whatever you want to call it I think it's it's an amazing thing it keeps you busy and it allows you to almost like stretch yourself and force yourself to be diligent as well I think as I think over the recent years I've definitely been able to uh, manage my time a bit better like I said before I get my days where I'm just like I can't be bothered Um, but um, yeah it's it's definitely hard especially when you're doing multiple things it's hard and not everybody has the same 24 hours okay I'm tired of hearing that quote (laughs) everyone has the same Um, 24 hours as day as Beyonce that's the quote right that's the one yeah Beyonce um, has
1: a whole team of people working for her during those 24 hours
0: (laughs) exactly Let's just add I think that that's the
1: other print. I think that's the other thing as well about um side hustles and passion projects. Most of the time you're gonna be working on them. I mean, except for the podcast where you work in a trio, but you know, most of the time you're gonna be working on this yourself. And that's the main thing that I found is that, you know, one of the reasons I don't wanna let my full-time job go right now is that, you know it's lonely Mm. like being having your own business and stuff and we've talked about it on episodes of the podcast where we've talked about entrepreneurship and having your own business and stuff like that and so I guess there's an element of like I enjoy my job like you enjoy your job Mm. and you know for me it was about how do I find that blend because initially like exactly as you've been saying I've had points of burnout because I'm just doing Mm. too much I'm just Mm. giving myself too many challenges and you know I'm one for goal setting as well. And so sometimes, you know, I can really stretch myself and sometimes it's too much. Um, and, mm. and you, know, I, you know, if you're ill one month as well, like illness just seems to knock you over. Like when you're, oh, when, when you're at your most busiest, you're like, no, this is not the time. Yeah. To so I yeah. think, you know, it, it, it's tough. It's not for the faint hearted. Um, mm. and, but it's, but at the same time, I, I want to say it's worth it I mean I yeah I, I get I get so much enjoyment out of talk 20s yeah. I absolutely adore it if I didn't have it in my life I actually feel like there would be a massive void. Yeah. like I don't know d- what I would do with it
0: yeah and you're doing amazing at it as well and I think it's some, it's really hard to let go of I mean it's, it's like your baby isn't it it's something that yeah. you've grown from the start you've grown this community and um it's, it's hard to just kind of walk away from it. I understand some people, they do for various reasons, you know, sometimes things don't work out, but like, do you ever, I don't know, do you ever like feel conflicted between the two? Because you, like you said, you like both, you know, the, the two mm. things that you're doing, right? Do you ever, have you ever felt like you had to choose? All the time. Mm. Nearly every day.
1: Mm. Nearly every day. And, I want to say that that's been, it's been challenging, you know, across across the past year, because I want to give everything to both things. But there's yeah. only so much of me to give, you know, yeah. and I am only one person. And you've got plenty of other responsibilities as well, aside from your, your jobs and stuff, you know, so I think the conflict is real. Because yeah. because I enjoy both being a multi-hyphenate can also be a curse because I think oh, it's yeah. hard It's hard to know which one I could go for. You know, at some stage I'm gonna get to a crossroads, fingers crossed with Talk 20s, obviously, where it's big yeah. enough to go, you know, I could do this full time. And, mm. and I don't know when that time will come and I will be absolutely 100% grateful for that day, but there will be a part of me that feels like it's really, really hard to let go of the full-time job that I've got right now, which is in yeah. events, because I love what mm. I do and I'm learning through a lot through that as well. So I think you're absolutely right. And do you mm. ever feel the conflict as well?
0: Yeah, no, same here. I'm I i I'm definitely, I don't know. I feel like the, the more I do things and obviously my, my three main Things I do is, you know, my current job, the podcast and SASA. And yes, I definitely feel conflicted. But at the same time, you know, I'm also kind of like a problem solver. I'm, I'm like, okay, so how can I merge the three together? What's the what's the common ethos yeah. between all three? And that's about, you know, service to other people and and providing resources. That's what all three of these projects that I do, or my job as well. Um have in common, and you would be very surprised by how much all of your passion projects, or your the jobs, or anything that you're doing, how much they cross over.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, and I even say to like my my creative friends, like, don't feel like you just need to apply to creative jobs, like the the common ones that are out there. There are there are, for example, NHS. Like, as a graphic designer, you can you can work in the NHS. You know, you Mm -hmm. can become an art therapist. You can, you know, design logos. I mean, who do do you think does the website? Like all these kinds of stuff that there's crossover in different areas. And I think a lot of people need to start realizing that they can use their skills and they can transfer them into many, Mm -hmm. many areas. It's just about doing that research and being more open-minded. So that's that's Mm -hmm. kind of the stage I'm at at the moment that I realized that, okay, I can't let go of any of them. Um, And I don't want to be forced to let go of any of them. So I need to find a way to make it work. And whatever happens will happen naturally. But as long as I'm staying true to myself and what's in my heart and what I really enjoy, I think that that's what matters the most.
1: Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about your thoughts on flexible working. Obviously, I've already mentioned that for me, my employer, it's not necessarily flexible. So work at nine to five. But I do now have a set day where I can work on my own business. What's your opinion on mm. flexible working in, in the world? Do you think it's important for multi-hyphenates to have a flexible yes. working life? Or do you, are you quite rigid in your routine?
0: Um, I mean I would love that I would love flexible working to be honest um that would be a dream because it you know allows you to take time and dedicate time to different areas. Um, I, I really think it depends it depends on what your what your career goals are. if your career goal is to solely focus on that one i don't know maybe you're a consultant in the company and you want to move up that ladder and that's really all you're thinking about then of course like you you should focus on that. But if you're someone like maybe the both of us where we have other things on the side that we want to also dedicate our time to, um, then I think that's that's probably a good way forward. But I also think now, especially um, because of the whole pandemic and the lockdown, it's shown a lot of companies and shown a lot of people that flexible working is possible. And essentially, mm-hmm. it's probably even more productive and better than working a nine to five, 37.5 hours a week. And just, you know, heading to, to burnout, basically, uh, where you can actually work either half or a quarter or just a, a lesser amount of that and still be productive and still actually come out with great work, even better, one could say as well. So I think flexible working will definitely stay. Um, I don't think it's something that will go because it, at the end of the day, it's a win-win for for both ends, for the company, they're able to save money, and able to utilize their resources in other areas, but then for the person, they're able to balance their time, and it doesn't have to be dedicated to your passion project, it could be, you know, maybe spending more time with your family, it could be um, dedicating more time to self-care, and, you know, taking care of your mental health and well-being, so Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's definitely important, and I hope it will stay, I think it will, there's a very high chance it will, because what the pandemic has shown is that we are very, very creative. And, you know, we've managed to almost, I want to say, like, maintain normality or create a new normal that kind of works for us. Um, so definitely in the workplace, I think flexible working will will, will stay, it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's a good thing for for multi-hyphenates
1: and and for anyone, really, because like you say, it's it's beneficial for all of us to be spending more time focusing on ourselves and making sure that we're the best we can be before we give ourselves uh, and our time mm. to our employers. So, you know, I, I completely agree with that. Let's talk goal setting. Now, goal setting is one of my favorite oh. topics <laughs> to talk about. I absolutely yes. love it. And, you know, I think it's so important to me the way I live my life, you know, and, and it's helped me um, massively in the past year or so. Do you set goals and how, how do you go about that?
0: Absolutely. I love Setting goals. I mean, I think I've become obsessed with it, uh, to be honest. And I think setting goals for me is essentially holding myself accountable. Um, and you know, I, I've I've kind of mastered the way of you know setting goals that don't feel too overwhelming. So when I first came across, you know, smart goals, I absolutely loved it, because I'm someone who, again, needs to be held accountable, and I need things, even though, even though, you know, when you set goals, it might not always turn out that way, at least you can kind of, you know, set out a path of how it could go, and if it doesn't, then you pivot, right, Uh, but for me, setting goals has definitely led me to where I am right now, to be honest, Um, I set the goal to, you know, I, I started off as the newly qualified band five and I set a goal to work up towards a band six. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna make sure I showcase that. And I'm a band six now. You know, same with you know the podcast. We set goals within our meetings and what we want to achieve and look at where we are now. So I think it's really important to set goals because I I mean, I don't know about you, but I I don't like I I'm very sometimes I can be really like scared about not knowing I'm scared of the unknown and it's not to say that when you set goals you will know what's going to happen or that they're going to you know fall through but it just means that at least there's a plan there's there's something that you're working towards and I think that's really important and it just again like I said it holds you accountable it helps you you know think about what you would want and helps you to learn how to pivot as well. So, yeah, I mean, I absolutely love goals. I I think all my friends could (laughs) say that for me.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And I think for me, like I can even just in the past month, like I I don't want anyone to listen to this thinking that, you know, we're absolutely perfect at goal setting and stuff like that, because Mm. I've been goal setting for years. And last month, I completely messed up my goals. I wrote them Mm. all when I was not in a good mood. I wasn't really sure on my why. I think that's the most important thing when you're setting a goal. If you know why you want to reach that goal and and, and it's it, it's ingrained in you, like you're going to wake mm. up and you're still going to feel that way tomorrow. I think it's really yeah. important to understand the reason why. And I just picked goals that kind of on the outside were probably a little bit, you know, they look good to other people, but they weren't mm. really helping me move forwards and they weren't mm. helping me gain lots of different things. Um, And so last yeah. month, I I didn't actually hit most of my goals that I actually set for myself, but this month yeah. we're like we're recording this on the on the second of March, the second of the month, and I've already hit three of my goals that I set for myself because yeah. they're ingrained in the why. Like I know why I'm doing those things. That's either to make my life easier, to improve the business, or or to grow a little bit more. And I'm pushing myself because it's the right goal setting for me. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I think if you are ever confused about goal setting, I think you always have to come back to why am I setting this goal for myself? What am I hoping that it's going to achieve? Because if you don't get that right, you'll have a month like I did last month where I started reflecting on it. And I was like, I don't know why I wrote these goals to myself because they are not what Mm -hmm. I wanted at all, but I've been able to reframe it. And this month we're going stronger. So I think it's one of those things that you can always turn around, like just because you don't have a good month or it doesn't work out. That doesn't, put a tarnish on the whole year going i've failed it hasn't worked out yeah. because there will be other things to celebrate as well so no, i think definitely Goulson is so 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 important yeah. and yeah or I not
0: yeah i totally agree and just to add to your point of you know knowing your why i think you know i also want to make sure that people understand that goal setting isn't just about setting goals in your career or setting goals Mm. in the business it could be your goal could be to get out of bed you know um at a certain time and just be able to wake up have a shower do what is meaningful for you don't look at other people and think oh gosh I need to make that massive goal no that's Mm. not for you okay and uh, you know I've definitely been someone that looked at other people and almost like projected my goals onto them. And it's like, yeah. wait a minute! Like, <laughs> I have to be the one to work towards that. So, yeah. make your make your goals um, personable to you, and don't feel like any goal is too small. Um, too small. i American. There, <laughs> don't feel like any. Don't feel like any goal is too small. Um, it, it just matters what means to you, like you said, and um, you, you can always restart, like you did as well. Same here there's certain goals that I haven't hit. Um, but I, you know, I've just said, okay, we go again.
1: Mm-hmm. Keep putting
0: it on that paper until I, until I get that goal. And, and sometimes it's also about pivoting and looking at that goal and thinking, okay, so how's, how can I get to that goal in another way? Because yeah. sometimes we need to see things from a different standpoint as well. Um, but yeah. Absolutely.
1: So just to round off, I absolutely adore being a multi hyphener Although it has its negatives of, you know, maybe feeling conflicted, I absolutely adore the benefits that it gives me. I get to thrive in, in, in different areas of my role because of what I do outside of work. And I really feel like there's other elements to it as well as just potentially a boosted income. Cause we've barely even yes. spoken about that today. We've only oh, yeah. just talked about fashion. <laughs> um, so I think That's there's lots too. to it. Yeah. I mean, it is important. Absolutely. But you know, just to round off, how do you feel about having a multi-hyphenate career? and Would you recommend it to other people?
0: Oh, I personally, I love it because like I said at the start, I don't want to feel boxed in now that I know that and not to say that I'm labeling myself and I feel like I have to carry out this you know go through with this label no it just means that you know I finally found the confidence to you know carry on exploring stuff carry on exploring new things and new interests and not feel like I need to stick to one lane um and I would definitely recommend it to people who not are uh, not just our creators but also just people who feel like You know, they have different ideas and just feel that burst of energy to go out and try something new. That could be, you know, going up a mountain or learning how to ride a bike. It could be anything. And especially in the workplace, um, I think it's really important because, you know, oftentimes, whether it's, you know, to do with your management or your colleagues or or your confidence, maybe um, a lot of people fear, you know, moving up the ladder or fear trying different types of roles because they feel like, no this is what I qualified in or this is what I'm good at there's Mm -hmm. no way I should do something else no okay try try and you know do your research and don't feel like you need to be boxed into one particular um, area and you know I would encourage people to overcome or try to work towards overcoming that challenge and that challenge normally manifests at the beginning in low self-esteem and low confidence about yourself and like it did for me um so yeah I I would definitely recommend it to people as we already said at the the beginning it's not for everyone but it the the whole premise of in my opinion the whole premise of being a multi-hyphenate is just thinking outside the box no restrictions and just going for what you want Mm -hmm.
1: well you sum it up perfectly and I think (laughs) any 20 something listening right now I think if they're if they've ever considered it I think you've you've inspired Loads of people there to consider their options and to just go for it, basically, which is often what we say on the podcast. Stop holding back yeah. and just just give it a go. Um, so I'd love to ask you a few more questions about your 20s in particular. Whereabouts of the 20s spectrum are you at the moment? I, I'm not sure Mate, where you are. I'm
0: I'm bang on in the middle. <laughs> yes same as me. Same I'm bang as on me. In the middle, 25. <laughs> and I feel like it's such a it's such a huge moment because. I don't know I just feel like I'm so I'm I'm halfway and I just you know when you try and imagine like what would I be like what would I look like at 25 and now that I'm actually here it's crazy yeah. it's absolutely yeah. crazy
1: <laughs> I used to think 25 was so old like I'm the eldest of like my siblings and Same. I always used to look at my friends and their older brothers and sisters who are like 20 20- 25 or in there like 23 24 25 yeah they're so old and they're so cool (laughs) and like that age I'm like they really like I used to think they had their whole life figured out and I was like I'm actually at 25 right now and I'm like no that really does (laughs) not have it all figured out they're all just making it up as you go along so I I think it's a nice age to be though I still feel like you know there's so many so much opportunity out there and so Yeah. yeah I'm i'm enjoying life as a 25 year old yeah
0: as you should as yeah you absolutely
1: should. but i always love asking these questions because we've come up with some really funny stories in the past of what people have done but do you have a memorable moment where in your in your adult life that you've just had a complete disaster and you've thought oh my god i can't even call myself an adult that's embarrassing like how have i actually oh, done
0: that what can i say what have i done um course there's been plenty of like oh like am I am I seriously like in my 20s right now (laughs) but um oh god okay well I remember I mean this might seem minor but to me I remember I was at uni I can't remember I must have been in my second or third year of uni and for some reason so I moved into new accommodation and for some reason I didn't I didn't fill out like a particular form and whatnot and I thought you know what they're just going to take money out of my account to pay my rent and all that kind of stuff so you know I was just going out with my doing my business and everything and um all of a sudden I got a letter saying that I owe thousands and I was just like how did this happen What? Oh my like I'm just a student. <laughs> so um, I finally, you know, I went there and I was just shaking like a leaf. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what happened. And, you know, the lady was like, did you not fill this out at the start of the year? I was like, um, no. And... The lady i mean she was she was a bit mean about it she was like you need to you need to start learning how to pay for your rent. i mean you're probably in your 20s and you're gonna finish uni then you're gonna want to and I just thought oh my god like I haven't even hit 25 and I'm making like these type of mistakes but it kind of just like I mean back then I thought if I'm if I'm like this right now and I'm a couple of years away from 25 like I can't I can't imagine what's gonna happen at 25. <laughs> but um <laughs> for me it was just more about like I mean now that I can look at Back in hindsight, I I understand that you know people make mistakes. I make stupid mistakes even now. To be yeah, honest, and I'm probably going to continue to make them. Um, and age, I, I think, yes, as the older you get, the more you learn, the wiser you become. But you're still human at the end of the day, and humans make mistakes, whether you like it or not. Beyonce makes mistakes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Absolutely. I I've definitely had like my uh, uh moments. Yeah
1: absolutely is there anything that holds you back at all so is there anything that one of the things we like to talk about a lot on the podcast is kind of how no one is the finished package and we're all working on improving something is there anything in particular that you're trying to work on improving at the moment for your own Mm. kind of benefit career related
0: personal life whatever yeah um, I'll definitely say imposter syndrome sometimes Mm -hmm. I do get the you know those moments where I feel like I shouldn't be here or you know when I'm sitting around like the table with you know the health professionals and you know doing a presentation I'm just like really guys that you really want to listen to me right now and you know it's something I understand like where imposter syndrome normally comes from like low self-confidence self-esteem maybe something that's happened in the past when I was younger I was a very very shy kid um if you had asked me like when I was in secondary school if I would be doing podcasts and all these things I'm doing now I really would have laughed in your face because I was so (laughs) quiet um but like yeah for me it's definitely just feeling something like yeah I just feel like am I qualified enough am I experienced Mm. enough am I am I qualified enough to give that sort of advice to people am I you know good enough to even be on this podcasts for example you 100% are do not worry about that (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you but like yeah I I think you know with time and um, I think what's really helped for me is I sometimes I just I just go closing my eyes and I don't think about it too much because I tend to to overthink a lot and Mm -hmm. when I overthink a lot I end up not doing what I'm supposed to be doing so sometimes I just go for it and I think about you know the consequences later I love that there's this um I don't I don't know where the quote comes from but I've, I've heard a lot of people saying it like fail something about failing forward and mm. it's it's basically you know saying that you are going to fail at certain things in life but it's about learning from it as well so don't 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 feel like it's um taking you backwards but actually look at it as pushing you forward to you know, better things because you're learning from your mistakes and you're learning how to do things differently. So that's really what's helped me a lot in my thinking and in my confidence and in feeling that actually I do belong here. I do belong in this space. I deserve it. I've worked hard for it. And um yeah my, my advice for other people as well would be to change that, try and change that mindset. I mean it takes time and it takes practice and it takes you actually taking that leap. But yeah, just think about not failing backwards but failing forwards hmm. Well, Jenny, you've been one of the most inspiring people I've ever had on the podcast.
1: Like, I just want a full hour of you pep talking to me about life because I feel Aww. uplifted. I feel motivated already. And I think, you know, everyone should get over and follow Sasa in particular, because that's where you share most of this of what you've been chatting about today. Obviously, yeah. give she's in a pod a listen as well. But you've got any other projects that you're working on at the moment that you'd love to share with us as well?
0: Yes, yes, I do. So we have a planner over at Sasa that's coming out. In the Working Woman Planner is an undated planner that's all about enabling you to become your best self Uh, what I really like about it is that there's no pressure like I said it's undated so you can start any time of the year and it also has chapters around what we've spoken about today self-confidence planning um, just being your best self and I would urge anyone to go and get it not just because I said it but just you know if you want to elevate yourself to the next level but also have that balance between maintaining your well-being as well uh, which Mm -hmm. you know I'm all about mental health so yeah Mm
1: -hmm. absolutely well I can't wait to get my hands on one because I I think it's going to be perfect because literally everything you encompass is what I want to buy a piece of. So I'm absolutely going to grab one of your planners. But we always finish the podcast by asking the same question to every single guest. And I love hearing what they say. It's my favorite question of all. If you could look your 20-year-old self in the eye and give her one piece of advice, what would you say to her?
0: Oh, I would say to her, I would say, don't, dwell too much about that opportunity that, that has been presented to you. just go for it, see what happens. That's what mm-hmm. I would say. Go for it and see what happens um yeah, that's what I would say to my 20 year old self because I know during that time I was very scared about the outcome of things. I was very scared about failing, not getting things right, wasting my time, wasting my my 20s and all that kind of stuff. but yeah, I would say just take that opportunity, grab it go for it and then see what happens mm-hmm.
1: well jenny thank you so much for sharing your time with us today i've absolutely loved chatting thank you for I, like having me. I feel totally uplifted so thank you so much and make sure you go over and follow uh sasa it's at we are sasa underscore at the end
0: yes i remember Lovely, amazing
1: well make sure you go head over and follow them and thank you jenny so much for your time it's been lovely chatting with you today
0: Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, yeah, we, we could go on and on and on forever. Yeah. And you're such a, <laughs> yeah, you're such an amazing person. And, you know, for, for those that don't know, I've been following you for a while. And how I came across you was just wow like as soon as i heard you speak and you know talking about the housing and just being in your 20s i thought yes i need to i need to follow this girl like she she's she's someone to look out for so thank you so oh, much for spreading so much joy and knowledge Bless.
1: jenny you melted my heart thank you so much <laughs> love you oh.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the talk 20s podcast i hope you found it useful and it popped a little pep in your step for this week It would mean the absolute world if you could subscribe, leave a review, or share this episode with a friend. We really cannot do it without your support. If you're looking for more Talk Twenties content, then make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and LinkedIn via the handle at Talk Twenties. And for more stories of inspiration
0: and resources to help you make the best of your twenties, head to our website, Talk20s.com.